Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Cocktail and uh, 
We're going to go right into these hot topics with Papa Didi up first. All right. Because we're not taking any calls tonight, so we're just going to get this last show in for the year and give it to you raw. What you got for us, Papa Didi? Oh, wow. Here we go again. The mayor of uh, Ohio, the largest city, calls for officers badge and gun after fatally shooting an unarmed black man. I was wondering how long it was going to take. It seemed like every three, four month thing, every two, one month. They don't even wait that long. Well, I guess this was in Columbus, Ohio, which is the big town. Mm -hmm. That's where Ohio State and all that stuff is. Big old town. All right, Ohio police officer shot and killed an unarmed black man while responding to a non-emergency call early Tuesday in the state's largest city. Okay? And hours later, a Fury mayor, Andrew uh, Ginther, he uh, ordered the police chief to take the officer's badge and gun. Mm. All right? The officer involved in the incident did not uh, turn on, the officer involved in the incident did not turn on their body camera until immediately after the shooting. Okay? But it was recorded because the camera captured 60 seconds of footage before it was turned on. Mm-hmm. Now, it also mm-hmm. appears that uh, there was a delay in rendering aid to the man. Looks like he didn't re- render no aid to the man, basically. They were trying to let According the man According to the city office and public safety. All right. Uh, police spokesman uh, Sergeant James uh, Funker says uh, officers were uh, dispatched at uh, 1.37 a.m. to a non-emergency call on the city's northwest side for disturbance involving the SUV running running on and off for an expended amount of time. All right, Fungo said that the uh, complaint came from a neighbor. When the officers arrived on the scene, they found a home garage door open and a man inside. The man who was visiting someone at the home walked toward the officer with a cell phone in his left hand and his right hand not visible, according to the uh, review by the city officials of one of the responding officers' body-worn camera footage. All right, one officer fired his weapon, striking the 43-year-old man who later died at Ohio Health Riverside Hospital, Methodist Hospital. A uh, weapon was not recovered at the scene, all right? Uh, the, body-worn, the body-worn camera footage also uh, documented the delay in response of first aid to the man. According to the camera, there was no first aid given to the man at all. All right, the officer involved in the shooting has been placed on administrative leave. He will not return to work until he has been cleared by the Department of Psychological uh, and Internal Affairs Department. Also, uh, Gunther said that he took an additional step to ask Police Chief Tom Tom Quentin to relieve the officer of, of duty. By the way, it looks at things, the officer had very poor judgment. Okay, and um, he wants to evaluate the suspension based on what he saw as being a lousy police work. All right, Quinton also, he's ordered the officers to relieve from duty, requiring the officer to turn in his badge and gun. According to the city, um, the Blue Force, the Union, is fighting it, of course. All right, the, uh, let's see here. But the officer will be paid during the investigative time. Really? Yeah, Gunther said the fact that uh, neither responding officer turned on a body cam, they're under suspicion for that. Okay. They should be. And uh, I'm trying to understand why did the neighbor call? They said because the man was turning his car on and off. Turn the car on and off, you know. But you he know, might have had some starter issues or something. Yeah, but why? Why was that a? 
big issue. The police thing. Why don't you just go outside and say something? You know. Yeah. yeah. Why would you call the police because somebody's turning their car on and off? Go to sleep. Go fuck sleep. <laughs> go to bed. I don't even understand. Like what? How is hmm. that? Be, how did that become a police issue? Yeah. And now this man is dead. Yeah. Well, the mayor also said at the end that it is unacceptable for me and the community that officers do not turn on their body cams. He mm-hmm. says, citing that this was a four, this was a five million dollar investment that the mm-hmm. city made to purchase these cameras. Mm-hmm. If you won't turn on your body camera, you cannot work in our city. I know that's right. And that was the mayor. Follow the rules. Saying, you know what? You got this and camera. Went, and then the officer turned it on after he shot the man. Well, because you know it's amazing how you can do something uh, reckless, but you can also have the sense of mind to cover your ass at the same time. Exactly. But, you know, they said something about those cameras that it's like a delay or something. It comes on automatically or something. So they captured what was going on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's... It, what was that officer's name? He's going on the kiss it list. Ooh, ooh, wow. So check that name for me. Well, Adam. It's, uh, and, and, and where was it? What state was it? Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Ohio, yeah. Well, well I'm glad the the, 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 the mayor. They didn't really give the officer's name. Mayor, uh, the police chief, he's stepping up to the plate and he's 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 reprimanding them. Yeah. Even though they're getting paid. Well, the mayor's he, stepping to the plate. He's instructing the police chief, police to do that. Right. The okay. chief's name is Tom Quinlan. Well, at least he's trying to do something. Yeah. Well, the mayor is. I don't know what mm-hmm. the police chief is right. doing. Right. Of course, they always cover for their own. The mayor's name was Andrew Ginther. Okay. G-I-N-T-H-E-R. He's the one who said he wanted to have that, the badge and the gun. Yeah. Okay. All right, so it's the officer I want. All yeah, right. but he won't give his name. He's, he's, he's getting in front of the horse. Okay, yeah. Columbus, Ohio, trigger-happy cop. Okay. Yeah, that's where Ohio State is, University. That's, Major town. They talk about that every Saturday in college football. Columbus, you're in Columbus, Columbus, Columbus. Didn't they have some type of shooting there? Yeah, there was another shooting like a week or two ago. Another brother yeah, was shot and killed, shot teachers. in the back. No, I thought it was like a school shooting. I thought it was in Ohio. I don't know why I thought it was. I know of a brother that was shot in the back and killed in Ohio. I don't recall if it was Columbus because mm-hmm. that's still being investigated. What the hell are they doing? I don't know. Target practice on our people. Yeah. Scared to death. It's, it's really getting out of hand. It's been out of hand. You know, it, it goes back to um, Kaepernick kneeling. Now you guys get it. What the heck he was talking about, you know. Exactly. Uh, it, 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 it takes all of this for you to understand. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Um. Okay. All right. What else do we have on the hot topics tonight? I'm trying to wrap my mind around. This. I know it's crazy. Um, while inmates suffered in Mississippi, here we go on even deeper south. Prisoners, uh, staffers spent over forty thousand on relaxation rooms. This doesn't make any sense. Mm. A recent audit <laughs> of the Mississippi prison system spending revealed that the state's Department of Corrections spent hundreds of thousands. Of dollars on some pretty fancy, as they call it, chick. <laughs> yeah. The staff reportedly tricked out, quote unquote, your relaxation room. They tricked it out? Yep, with massage chairs, healing salt lamps, and soothing art. 
According to the report of the audit, prison prison staff spent seventeen of over seventeen thousand dollars on twenty massage chairs. They spent an additional eighteen thousand for decorative items like the um, Himalaya lamps, stereo systems, rugs, um, and art to make staff's quote unquote stress reduction rooms even more relaxing. Really. So it goes on to say, prisoners of the state of Mississippi are forced to exist in horrifying conditions. Thirty, check this out. Thirty-three inmates filed a lawsuit against the Mississippi Department of Corrections mm-hmm. after a string of mysterious and violent inmate deaths. So you guys relaxing and stuff. You ain't even paying attention to what the hell is going on in the damn um, jail. Wow. So the doctor who inspected the prisons are part of the investigation stated in the uh, legal filings for that case that conditions were the worst he had seen in any U.S. jail in over 20 years. Wow. The Marshall Project and USA um, released to expose on the Mississippi correction system. Their collaborative investigation revealed that the state pays millions to quote-unquote ghost workers or people who don't um, come to work at the notoriously understaffed prison. Ghost workers? Yep. So in case prison staff do not come to work, the police commissioner's vision for them uh, is to allow each employee the opportunity to set aside a little time every day while at work for meditation. So you in the damn meditation room, and you got inmates acting the fool out here, but there's nobody there. In a filthy environment. Yeah. And they're in a massage chair looking at art with the Himalayan lamps on, yeah. relaxing. So it goes on to say some of the very relaxed prison employees were uh, uh, allegedly slick enough to try to cover um, this whole mess up. Um, many of the documents needed for the audit, check this out, were accidentally burned or destroyed during a move. Accidentally, huh? Yeah. Boy, these people are slick as I don't know what. It's crazy. It is crazy. You think when they're getting caught. Well, they're caught, but they can't, like, they don't have the proof. Right, but it opened, the doors open when these 33 inmates filed a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Because here, y'all living in, they said feces was in the food and just crazy stuff. That's disgusting. I, I think this is the same prison that um, Meek Mills and um, Jay-Z had, had um, uncovered, was talking about. Because I do remember Mississippi. I think this I know there was another prison that was in the South that had really horrible conditions. Right. I, I think it might have been it. that one. Yeah, I think this was it. That's bad. That's sad. So the money. So this. What was this money supposed to be for? That's a good question. Because for them to be spending all this money on lamps and art and massage chairs, was this money that was supposed to be improving oh. the prison? It says the Mississippi prison staff misspent taxpayers' dollars on luxury goods for themselves. Okay. So it's I guess it's supposed to be going to something else. Who knows? It might have been supposed to be going to the inmates. It was probably to make the situation down there better or to fix some things or right. clean up some stuff or something. And yeah. the, and the, that's, that's terrible. But wait, feces in the food? Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that people have to be locked up like animals. Yep. But they don't need to be treated like that. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> Boy. Quiet over there, Papa. What, what you think? That's deep stuff. 
Yeah, you said it. That's a key I'm word. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, that what... That makes uh, my head hurt. Everybody's so crooked today, you know. Mm-hmm. Crooked, they get the privilege. The privilege opens up the opportunity. And then some people just can't help themselves because they think that they're uh, really white and really proper and really nobody's going to pay attention to them. Right. But the people you least expect that they get you, you know. Mm. No, yeah, but that's 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 out the blue. That's crazy. So you're gonna take the forty thousand, forty thousand dollars, and spend it on that. That that's food. Mm-hmm. See, that tells me that the warden is not paying attention, or he's in on it, oh, or he's getting his palms greased. It's something. Yeah. He got a massage chair or something out of the deal. Prison's a big business anyway. Oh sure, even that's in sure. New, even in inner cities, Newark. Yeah. New Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey. They'll build a brand new courthouse and pay for it through the whole prison situation. Isn't that a trip? You know, it's like everything is, as long as somebody's there to, to do the leg work, and it's, you know, you always got people. As long as you got, as long as you got uh, prisoners, man, there's money to be made, you know. But, you know, some, some cities want to get rid of it because of um, somebody with Lord and Virginia, they got rid of their prison system almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, enough is enough. We're we trying to re- regroup and, and, and redo Lord and Virginia. They don't they didn't want that, I guess, that stipulation of prison being down there. Yeah. Well, it was a, a stigma on that whole city. Oh, sure. Because when people think of Lorton, mm-hmm. to this day, they mm-hmm. still think of the prison. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even think about, like, regular people live there. Right. All you think of is the association of Lorton prison. Right. Yeah. So they didn't want that stigma, like you said. They just wanted to get rid yeah. of that. Well, speaking of criminals... Uh-oh. Let's talk about what Trump's been up to. Uh-oh. Your boy. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> Your boy. Uh, Tuesday, Trump issued a flurry of pardons and commutations to a slew of controversial figures, of course, with ties to his administration, in a move that further cements his legacy of exercising his sweeping powers just to benefit his political allies. So among the list of people he pardoned on Tuesday uh, was George Papadopoulos, who was a former Trump campaign aide who was indicted by special counsel Robert Mueller. We had Duncan Hunter and Chris Collins, both of which were former Republican congressmen convicted of financial crime. And then he had the nerve to pardon four former Blackwater worldwide military contractors that were responsible for the shooting death of 14 Iraqis in 2007. Now, that has kicked off a whole backlash of things, especially from the families of these people, because they're like, how could you pardon these people who viciously shot down and killed civilian people like that? But now he's gone and pardoned them, and that's just the latest list. I'm sure there will be more. You know, he still has, what, three and a half weeks or so, three weeks or four weeks left. So... That was just the latest uh, list of executive actions that he's issued. And, um, you know, there's already a long list of people who've benefited from his part and authority. Um, you got Michael Flynn, his national, his previous national security advisor, Crazy Roger Stone. You remember Roger Stone? Yeah. Long-time friend, political advisor. He didn't do any time in jail, though, did he? He was in jail for a little while, but... 
Stone? Yeah. Okay. I think he was. Didn't Stone go to jail? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. For a minute. Yeah. But then he got right out. Right. But yeah, that's what I say, just for a little while. Okay. Just for a minute. Long enough to just stick his the toe in. The main guy that went to jail was that guy, uh, what's his name? Begins with an M. His lawyer. Um, no, the one, he was his, first he was his first campaign advisor. Oh. Uh, oh, what is his name? I was going to say Michael Flynn. That's not him. Uh, McAfish or Mike. Yeah, Mac, or no, like McEnany was his that blonde lady. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, of course, he had a bunch of people that were serving mandatory minimum sentences for nonviolent crimes. Now, those are the ones that should have been pardoned. Mm-hmm. And some of those were people who were endorsed by, you remember that, uh, the sister, Alice Johnson, who Kim uh, Kardashian Oh, okay. Was pushing to have her right. sentence, you know. Sells the marijuana or something. Yeah. She was selling heavy so, shit to marijuana. Well, yeah, so uh, you have, um, I, did I say Duncan Hunter already? Duncan Hunter, who had pleaded guilty in December to one count of conspiracy in a case that had to do with the misuse of $250,000 in campaign donations that he used for personal expenses such as family vacations and dental surgery. He pardoned him. And who was the, who, who, the campaign, who, whose campaign was he overseeing? Trump's campaign. Trump's campaign. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Trump's campaign, yeah. All his put it all together for you. Yeah, all his cronies. Yeah, this same guy, Duncan Hunter, had allegedly used some of the money to finance some romantic little situations with multiple congressional aides and lobbyists. Uh, <laughs> I, did he marry? I don't know. <laughs> he was doing his thing all over the place. He ended up being sentenced to 11 months in prison back in March. And with good behavior, he'll do six. Well, now he's been pardoned, so he doesn't have to do anything else, I guess. Um, the former New York Republican Chris Collins, he was the first member of Congress that, who endorsed Trump in the, for his 2016 election. Now, this guy was indicted back in August of 2018 for insider trading relating to an Australian biotechnology company. Uh, he also sat on the board of the company, so clearly he had inside information. Um, he failed a drug trial. Uh, no, he had information, I'm sorry, about a failed drug trial with his son who passed the information along to his future father-in-law and other people. Right, right. And then the information became public. The stock dropped 92%, mm-hmm. but not before Collins and his son right, right, um, no. avoided losing $768,000. Right, I remember Because they knew that this, this product ain't going to fly. Right. We need to cash out while we can, mm-hmm. and that's what they did. How long did he go to jail? He was serving a 26-month prison sentence that was supposed to begin, well, it did begin in October, but now he's out. And then those four former people with the Blackwater situation, their sentence is being commuted. Now, these people were responsible for this scandalous situation with the whole Iraq situation, 2007. These four people gunned down more than a dozen unarmed Iraqis, promoting outcry from human rights organizations, etc. So, oh, it turns out one of these guys, let me see, is that right? Eric Prince is the brother of U.S. Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. Oh. 
See, that's how they do. That's how they do. I guess Betsy DeVoe said, hey, that's my brother. Can you uh, right, help me out? Yeah. Wow. So, so, um, I'm, I'm curious, how many pardons can you do in the, in the presidency? I mean, is there is there any limit? I don't know. Do you know, Papa Didi? Is there a limit? I think he can pardon as many or as he wants or commute yeah, as many sentences as he wants. Governors, governors can do the same thing on the state level. Yeah. But he can only he can only pardon people for their federal uh, dispositions. I think the only person he cannot pardon is himself. But yes, <laughs> he's trying. Oh, I'm sure if he could, he would. Right. He's trying. Yep. That's the hot topics for this week. Wow. That's the last hot topics of the year. Wow. Our next show, it'll be uh, 2021. Whew. Oh, man, what a year it's been. Mm-hmm. And we still don't have an update on what's going on with that stimulus situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, back on O-Line Zion again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't know what's going on with the stimulus package, whether um, they're going to approve but what Pelosi Trump is But Pelosi was down with it. When Trump said that, Pelosi was all, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And it was, you know, she felt like it would help her constituents and everything. You know, more money. I mean, I think the two thousand is really going to shell shock the hell out of some people. I mean, people that are really very un- underemployed. Yeah. For them to get a, a fat two thousand dollar check, that's going to either make their day to hopefully do the right thing or just end up fucking it up. You know? Well, that'll be on <laughs> I them. Mean, just usually a check that comes from Internal Revenue for anything. People, you ever got people who really have their intention with it? Go, boy, I can make them tax. I think I'm gonna pay all this, pay all this, pay all <laughs> yeah. this. And then what do they do? Go to the casino and go buy crab legs. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm getting some crab legs. And I'm going to the casino and we having a party. I need. Like, I yeah, could okay. write a book on people. I call it "My Income Tax Check Promises." <laughs> mm, mm, mm. But you know what? I was reading also too that this, some word. deceased people are gonna get it. If you deceased, you can get it too. Mm. Where are you I guess get it all it? depends on you know what your status was of the of the because see the uh, the deduction is based on what your income was last year, and if you file taxes in 2019, then it's got to come to you because it's it's just go to your state, and it's perfectly you know perfectly legal. Okay. I mean, even though you don't exist in 2020, but you did live in 19, and you did file taxes in 19, so whoever's handling your estate okay. is entitled to uh, getting money because you, you existed in 2019. But I don't know. In the, in the case of this, you have to check and see because this is supposed to be like a benefit based on your current situation. It's based and on, it's on, your, person based based on your 2019 taxes. Right. right, but I'm saying, but if the person is deceased, then that person does not have those that living well, situation well, well, anymore. When I so. say deceased, somebody is deceased within the proper time frame but it, that but their estate can take it. The way I look at it is it, it goes to another department. All those people doing in that particular department is issuing those checks. It un, it's not like like a red flag saying, okay, this person deceased. Yeah. I'm just processing this. Oh, and you're right. It's up to somebody else on a price. Right. It's up to somebody else to but, take care of But I'm saying the only, on the yeah. other logistics right. so of, of real life so stuff, you know, life is, through the cracks, so. life is, you know, life has its generations just like decades are concerned. And at the end of the year, it's the same thing. I mean, it's like, 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 for example, if I'm changing my address somewhere, 
for my mail to come somewhere else. But when I change my address, if I change my address for my job for a different state, now they're going to start taking out the taxes of the address that I have on my pay stub. Right. So therefore, I need to make sure I do that at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I don't have two different, you know, right. files to, to give to my my tax preparer. Right. A lot of people so you don't wait until the first of January and, and yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. And then you want to make sure what's going to give you the best deal, though. You mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't want to go with that new address that they're going to have all kind of new tax Yeah, if laws. the taxes are higher. If because, that's they, like, because they're going to bring you in as well with everything. Right. Because now you could be, become part of their uh, jury duty and all kind of stuff. Once mm-hmm. you are paying taxes to a, a state, they kind of feel like they have some ownership on you. Right. That's and true. now they go, oh, oh, you got jury duty. Jury duty? What? I just changed my address on my job. Well, right. you come to jury duty. I, I, I wanted to elaborate on the uh, presidential pardons yeah. thing. Um, of the Constitution says the president shall have power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of, of impeachment. So in the office of the pardon attorney, which is part of the Justice Department, has handled such matters to the president. So if somebody had been impeached, he wouldn't be able to pardon them? Is that what that's saying? That's what it's saying. Okay. Well, the only one who's been impeached was him. Right. But check this out. It says somebody has, the question raised, it says, has anyone refused the presidential pardon? Do you guys think so? Has anybody refused the presidential You mean the recipient of it? Right. Do you think so? Uh, it could be. I mean, it I mean, I guess they on. could. I don't know why they would. But check this out. In 1833 was mm. a case in the United States in which the defendant, George Wilson, was convicted of robbing the U.S. mail and putting the life of the carrier in danger in Pennsylvania and sentenced to death. Wow. Due to his friend's influence, Wilson was pardoned by Andrew Jackson. Wilson, however, refused the pardon. Hmm. You about to die, and uh, you gonna refuse his pardon? <laughs> so he wanted to die for his crimes. Apparently so. That's I, I, that's what I'm going by. Okay. Yep. Well, so. I guess they did what they did. Firing mm-hmm. what back in the 1800s was that the firing squad? I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to these uh, hit it and quit it headlines. Okay. Yes, I got See what we got, uh, yeah, you're up first. What you got for us, Kettle? Wow. Going for work today, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay, this is in Columbus, South Carolina. Here we go again. Black man 71 sues after police make him stand naked outside of his house. Oh, Here we oh. go again. It's, this is about this humiliation thing. Is that what it is? This is a 71-year-old black man in South Carolina was embarrassed and feared for his life when a police officer looking for teens who might have been breaking into cars held him outside naked and at gunpoint after he peeked out his door to check on the disturbance. Body camera video, uh, this happened in uh, last year, June 2019, encountered in Rock Hill shows Officer Vincent, we put him on, on, the, on the kiss it. Okay. Matesna cursing at Devon and telling him not to close the door. Really? Mm. So Matessa, he orders Devon to stand outside his home naked at 4 a.m. facing the wall. What? 
which Devon and his lawyer obtained through a public records request and released Tuesday. When Devon asked what's going on, the officer responded, I don't want to talk to you. The officer held the gun to Devon's head for 90 seconds as other officers looked through his home, according to the lawsuit. While he stood outside naked. Yep. Once the uh, Matenza uh, got the um, all clear, he asked Devon his name and told him why police were in the neighborhood. Police didn't have a search warrant for Devon's house. Why are you in there? Okay, wait a minute. Why are you in there? Um, um, which claims um, gross negligence, emotional distress, and false imprisonment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The suit doesn't ask for a specific dollar amount. Okay. Open check. Um, Crazy. So at the news conference, um, Devane, which is the, the guy that was held at gunpoint, said he was embarrassed because there was at least one woman among the officers. He also said he feared for his life and was afraid that if he tried to close the door grab some clothes, or argue the officer with the gun to his head would have fired. Mm. I would have been scared, too. This is this is so ridiculous. His attorney goes on to say, his attorney's name was Justin Bamberg. The way police treated the client reminded him of a police video out of Chicago that surfaced earlier this month. Mm. In that video, police are seen breaking down the door of a black woman's apartment. Oh, the same thing. She was changing clothes and handcuffed, while she was naked. That was what we yep. last week. So, um They're out of control. So what took place at Devon's house would never happen in a rich white neighborhood, um, this is the lawyer said. Um, why do we have to be here advocating for human decency and human dignity? Exactly. And why? it needs to stop before there is a death. Devon's lawsuit says the Rock Hill police chief found that um censor, this is the the cop yeah. was discourteous but acted properly. How's that proper? Along with the officers who went inside the home and searched it without a warrant. You can excuse my language. Oh. My MFA. Hold it, hold it. What the hell is that shit? How is that proper? Put put him You got this man naked. Right. Yep. Out on his porch with a yep. gun to his head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. He doesn't know what's going on. They had no search warrant, right? Right. Nope. But this was proper? So he was just, well, we call it as it is. He was just a nosy neighbor. Just see what was going on. He peeking out the door. Why are you going to bogart and push into his home? And set him out and make him stand outside naked. Hey, he's 71 years old. Because he was a black man, as Papa Didi always say, he's a threat. That's a damn shame. Right. Undervalued, under... Put him on the kisser list, please. Oh, he's on the list. Benson, um... Matessina. Matessina, okay. Matessina. M-E-N-T-E-S-A-N-A. Got him. All right, what you got for us, Papa Didi? Well, this is the NAACP's Trump, um, the RNA, which is the Republican National Convention, for allegedly uh, breaching the KKK Act. Now, apparently, it was the act put in place. That's what I want to We'll read on and see what's going on with that. Trump's administration, his reelection campaign, and the RNC are listed in the uh, lawsuit filed by the NWC, but listen, that the president and his allies engaged in the effort to uh, disenfranchise black voters in 2020's presidential election. 
The claim they uh, they claim that the administration and GOP violated the Voting Rights Act and the uh, Ku Klux Klan Act, which was the act was enforced back in the sixties as well. You know they were restraining themselves and uh, don't put violence on people based on for whatever reasons they may have. But the law enacted during the Reconstruction, the KKK Act, uh, prohibits the use of force and intimidation and threats against any citizen. Any, any citizen who is lawfully entitled to vote in the presidential election. You cannot intimidate anybody like that. But apparently in some states that went down in uh, November. Okay, according to reportings by the independents, the suit was filed on November 20th on behalf of the Michigan uh, Welfare Rights Organization and three Detroit residents following Trump's efforts to challenge uh, election efforts in the state. President Trump and his allies have uh, repeatedly and unsuccessfully tried to overturn the 2020 presidential election resulting and resulting in it because of the undetermined uh, confidence that the democracy was violated he actually won the race. Anyway, NWC President Derek Johnson wrote on a uh, organizational website across the country and from Detroit to Milwaukee and Atlanta to Philadelphia. They are targeting areas of large number of black voters and uh, make sure that they didn't get uh, restrained or held at gunpoint by KKK members or better known as the Proud Boys mm-hmm. who was holding it down. They all dressed in their little fatigue mm-hmm. look. I mean, none of them have been in the military. They just, they're just a mess. And sometimes you do a background on one, a lot of them are from trailer parks and their wife and kick them to the curb. So they're some lonely-ass boys, to be honest with you. They're not Proud Boys, they're lonely boys. Anyway, the president and his legal team and supporters have filed more than 50 legal challenges most of which have been withdrawn and thrown out because of lack of evidence. All right, these steps and delegitimizing um, our democracy were targeted in the cities across the county and high number of black voters. These actions are clearly violations of the Voters' Right Act and the KKK Act. That the, that's what the NAAC uh, spokesman said. I never knew there was such a thing. So what is the KKK Act? KKK, KKK Act. Is KK is prohibited to use force and intimidation or threats during a presidential election. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only then? Wow. Man, now it's down to that. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I got a quick one for you. Uh, on the year stretching from June 1st of 2019 to June 1st of 2020, this little 9-year-old boy, Ryan Kaji, is estimated to have brought in $29.5 million. Ryan? Ryan. Oh. Of Ryan's world. Ryan! Yeah. He was like seven or eight. He's nine now. Huh? He's nine now. And Forbes magazine says that this boy is on top of the list, $29.5 million in one year. They said he snagged 12.2 billion views during those two, uh, during those 12 months from June to June. Um, I won't go into the details, but he does those little science experiments with his parents, story time, and he does reviews of toys. But a lot of his money is made from licensing deals on more than 5,000 Ryan's World products. That's a lot. Like action figures, clothes, walkie-talkies, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. He plays with all of it. Yep, that's what he does. So. He's a kid. He's a nine-year-old kid. Yeah. Was getting paid. Getting paid. So that's my head and quit it. I just hope the mom and daddy are baking stuff. They better be, because they always on it. They're in the winter. 
Yeah, I know. I know, but I'm just saying, I hope they're just banking stuff. Um, all right. Next one I have here is Trump vetoes national defense bill, though Congress has votes to override. Mm. Uh, on to, uh, Trump on Wednesday vetoed the National Defense Authorization uh, Act, a $741 billion national security package mm. that would raise troops' pay. Interesting. Um, direct the purchase of weapons and set military policies because it does not include provisions that he wanted. Uh, the Senate passed Bill 84-13, will pass the two-thirds necessary to veto-proof legislation. Um, the House also passed the bill overwhelmingly. The bill is expected to retain veto-proof support in the wake of Trump's decision. Trump also denounced provisions in the bill that will remove the names of the Confederate leaders from 10 military installments, installations. Uh-huh. Um, Trump opposes renaming the bases. Okay. I know he does. Yeah, of course. He's going to have his name on it or something. <laughs> um the bill directs $635 billion, Jesus, to the Pentagon budget and $26 billion uh, nuclear programs under the Energy Department. Another $69 billion is set aside for overseas contingencies operation, which pays for the war in Afghanistan and counter-ISIS missions in the Mideast. Where do they get all this money? Whew, I guess they just make it. It's pretty. It's pretty. The legislation addresses uh, stripping names, symbols, displays, monuments, and other paraphernalia that honors the, the Confederacy. It would establish a commission to study and develop a plan. Its its costs and the criteria for renaming bases, such as the Army's Fort Benning, Brad Hood, and others. So that's why he vetoed it. He said he wants to celebrate all those Confederate people, and he does not want it renamed. And because that was in that bill, he said, I'm not signing this crap. Mm-hmm. So now the people who would have, the, the military folks that would have gotten their raises and mm-hmm. all the other positive things. Oh, all of that's included in there. All of that's in the bill. He said, I'm not signing it. Wow. He's a jerk off. Anyway. Yeah. Sad, but it's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We're going to hit him and quit him. All right. What else you got for us, Papa? Mm. Well, mm-hmm. this former uh, NBA player, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's saying na 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 to a lot of people that got money but missed out on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, Oprah and all of them that got big bucks that could have hit this and seized it. But sometimes, you know, big money will put the cloud over you because you're preoccupied on another direction. Anyway, this guy, he's a former uh, NBA player. His name is... Uh, uh, Junior, uh, well, his nickname is Junior. Junior Bridgman. He buys Ebony Magazine for fourteen million. Nowadays, fourteen million is nothing. Yeah, oh, sure not. We've been talking about billions all night. I know. <laughs> okay. And mind you, in the mathematical world, a billion dollar is one hundred million. Okay. Now, it looks like Ebony Magazine has a new shot in the new shot at life. Retired NBA player turned successful entrepreneur. His name is Ulysses Jr. Bridgman. Purchased the magazine, which was in U.S. bankruptcy court this week. Okay? Once a pillar of the black community, 
founded by uh, you know John Johnson and all them people. Mm-hmm. Nineteen in nineteen forty-five, back he was a young man. Yeah. The Ebony magazine. Was a joint. Ebony, the was. magazine enjoyed decades <laughs> of popularity before mm-hmm. declining advertisement and uh, revenues and and increase of falls and everything. In two thousand sixteen, Ebony and the sister magazine Jet was sold to a private equity fund. Uh, CBG group out of Texas, which was a white group that didn't do shit with it, mm-hmm. just let it sit on the let it sit on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Okay, but by 2018, Ebony had a uh, settlement of 80k lawsuits with dozens of uh, freelancers and debt that was compounded so high that they couldn't do anything but stay on the shelf. Never received uh, payments or contributions to the magazine and any kind of website stuff. They were they were in, they were in the dark zone because it was an old-fashioned paper that was just right. all about the magazine. Yeah. One about they the Internet and all that. They didn't modernize when they right. should right. have, yeah. and then they got left behind. Well, they, they, right. they kept with a tradition. Right, yeah. Not about a should. You know, when you're old school, you know, you look for the should. You think what you're doing is working. Right. But anyway, by 2019, the magazine had uh, ceased publications and historian photographs, archives were put up for sale. So the collection of 4 million photos was ultimately uh, purchased jointly by four foundations that donated to the Smithsonian Museum. Mm. Okay, and the and also the uh, African American history, yeah, uh, culture sure history. So they got all that, yeah. And um, so the guy up there, he put things up. What's his name? Uh, the brother that runs all those Smithsonians. He brought a lot of stuff from them. Oh, what's the uh, brother uh, that runs the museum? I can't Tubbs think of his name right now. Yeah. Anyway. He got a big chunk of that. All right, after defaulting of uh, $10 million in loans in July, this company now, Lonnie. CBG, yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie Bunch, Bunch. Yeah. yeah. CBG groups were forced into uh, Chapter 7 bankruptcy, oh, ultimately man. converting to a Chapter 11, which which allows you to reorganize. So you're 7 first and you're 11, you know, been there, done that. Anyway, uh, Brisbane was able to make a successful bid for the brand this week, okay, and it ended up that with a paying off all their debt and everything was total only a total sum of fourteen million dollars. Hmm. He was able to purchase the company, okay. and like I said, other company, Good other people out. like now this now this is raw now because the pictures are gone, everything is gone, but now he still has the format and has the name, and he can do what he want to do, you know. Well, we'll see what he happens. Wonder. So yeah, we'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay, well, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that His name up. is Junior Bridgman. Mm-hmm. Young Loons. Are... It's going to be interesting to see because I also. On the I hope it brings that Jet magazine back with that centerfold of that bikini wearing oh, hoochie mama. Oh, Bring it on back, brother. They were saying that his um, kids were going to help run it. Mm. Oh, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to have some new innovative ideas. I'm quite sure. Internet and they well, might. Well, we shouldn't turn over totally to the kids. I'm not really for all that. Well, they, I, I think mean, the kids if, need if, help. If, if they bring it back, it's yeah. But I just think kids need help. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. I'm just. I'm not. I don't really think the kids need to control well, we everything. They don't know totally. what their background is or what they True, know. True, but they still kids. Still I'm not saying they're gonna kids. control. I'm saying they're gonna help. Right, they help, but supervise yeah. their ass. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Excuse oh. me. I'm sorry. I'm, All right. Well, I'm down a, to the a little. I am a person of a. I am a person of a certain age. <laughs> and I just believe that okay, these young kids you. need to be supervised. Don't turn them loose. We got you. That's right. All right, cocktail of the week. This what co- you got for This cocktail is for Papa Didi. <laughs> Naughty but nice. <laughs> Christmas cocktail. All right. It's a good stuff, Okay. Because different people 
like different types of drinks, Papa, <laughs> this mm-hmm. cocktail was tested with vodka, rye, and bourbon, and it was equally as delicious. In fact, with the vodka, it kind of reminds me of a Moscow Mule, but more seasonal and festive. Mm. So, we have four ounces of a rye whiskey, bourbon or vodka, two ounces of orange juice, two ounces of ginger syrup. Interesting. I dealt with that. It's pretty good. Four ounces of cranberry juice, four ounces of club soda, ice, of course, um, orange slices, and fresh cranberries to garnish. So to make this naughty but nice cocktail, uh, to a cocktail shaker filled with ice, add your liquor choice, orange juice, ginger syrup, and cranberry juice. Shake well to combine. Divide evenly between two glasses and add um, extra ice if needed. Top with club soda and garnish with the orange wedge and fresh cranberries. And that's the naughty but nice Christmas cocktail. Ooh. Okay, that sounds good. So either rye or bourbon or vodka. Rye whiskey, yeah. Okay. Rye whiskey. Rye whiskey. Bourbon or vodka. Okay, and it works with either spirit. Right. Okay. Did you think the rye they come up with bread? No, I didn't. I just oh. didn't say rye whiskey. I'm, I'm not messing with that. Marty uh-uh. Pan. All right. Well, since you've got the mic, Papa Didi, uh-uh. it's time uh-uh. for what's possible. Okay. So what's popping, Papa D? Me and I got a minute here. Let's focus on what we said earlier about the children. <laughs> now, how many kids you know have taken their daddy's farm? He may have had 100 acres, 500 bull, 500 cows, pigs, you name it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, some Asian guy came over with a briefcase. He sold a farm. The guy wanted to give money to bring the dairy to the farm. Now, there was no dairy. There was nowhere for dairy. The place never had the proper irrigation for dairy. Mm-hmm. But they were so persistent, 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 that he broke off part of the, the acres that he didn't really know. That was All of a sudden, the guy that brought the acres off him ended up building housing there. And now the farm is less popular because there's townhouses. and You know what I mean? I'm saying that as an example. You know, see, sometimes young people can fall for the fast one, you know? Okay. And I just kind of feel like the world is built on traditions, you know? The world is built on... I would not know anything about Motown or the Delphonics or the Stylistics or any great groups. You know, my sister was heavy into the Stylistics. My brother was into the Delphonics. I had a brother who was into Santana. You know, I had another sister who was in the Gladys Knight. And them bringing all these people into the house, without me now to have a old school library in my head that's unbelievable, you know? So therefore, I have to respect the fact what my, as they say in the movie Black Panther, what the, the ancestors are bringing, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to the ancestors for something. That's why I would never surrender anything totally to, to, the, to the children. To the nieces and nephews, so to speak. They can have a part of things, but I will supervise their ass like a hawk. You know what I mean? Like a hawk. Because they haven't... you got to understand that the generation they're in are, is very influential. And they want to be impressive. And you, sometimes they can't get rid of their little young jerk-off friends that are 32 years old just like they are. You know what I mean? And they, they make decisions for them. 
and they get caught in a situation, they're caught in relationships, they're in between their life with different things going on in their life, you know, and it influences things. And they walk around, and at the same time, where they can't make a decision and they're caught between the rock and the hard place, they're driving their daddy's BMW. And then they got a little poor-ass friend that never achieved shit is riding shotgun. And they won't let him go. And the parents are saying, why do you keep hanging with Kevin? Well, Kevin's my friend since grade school, but this is not fucking grade school. Get rid of Kevin. But if he doesn't get rid of Kevin, then Kevin's going to be an influence that's going to, you know, at some point in life, you, you ease away from certain people, you know, that are bad influence. Didn't you hear? I mean, me, myself, personally, I knew two, three people that I that were my friends. One guy named Ricky. I won't say his last name. Ricky was, you know, women loved him in, in, in middle school. They loved Ricky. Ricky, 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 Ricky. But Ricky had me cutting classes and shit, okay? <laughs> but I wasn't able to push up on the women like Ricky did. Ricky had all the girls and shit. Ricky, Ricky could persuade a girl with a cheese cracker, okay? He'd open up a six-pack of the little fucking square crackers, and women would just flock to him. And I'm like, well, what the hell? I'm cutting class to be with Ricky and shit. And I couldn't even compete. I'm just a little, you know, eighth grade. I'm a little fat, pudgy guy. Normal dude. Shit on my face, pimples and shit, you know. But Ricky was just a fucking chiseled little motherfucker. At 13 years old, he was chiseled. I'm like, what the fuck? So my mother said, you really got to stop hanging with Ricky. But sad to say now, Ricky's dead. Ricky got into drugs. Ricky got into all kind of things. Mm-hmm. And once I stopped hanging with Ricky, my my E and D's in English went up to C's and B's because Ricky was an influence on me. And I'm saying all this to say that when it comes to businesses, it's the same way. These kids cannot shake their friends. Even you got some some um, sport players, professional football, baseball, basketball players. How many of them have gone down because they're neighborhood friends? We're hanging with him. They wanted first. Look at Michael Vick, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, by the time Michael Vick had just signed, and I'll close on this. Michael Vick had just signed a hundred million dollar contract with the Atlanta Falcons. He was the baddest joker in the world. He was somewhere doing a game on the West Coast. These jokers was in Virginia somewhere, dog fighting in the basement. Somebody called the cops on him. By the time Michael Vick, the game was over. By the time he flew back to Virginia area, where his house was and everything, his friends had sung like canaries. Oh, this house belongs to Michael Vick. You know Michael Vick. Number seven, the place for Atlanta Falcon, the guy can run like a fucking gazelle. Yeah, that's him. That's his dog. This is his house. We're going to throw you guys in jail. No, not us. It's Michael Vick. And then Peter got involved. Okay? And the man done three years. Three years of his life. The same with Mike Tyson. Done three years for alleged rape. I don't even think he even came near the coochie. But old girl hurt. In fact, Don King offered the man $3 million to drop the case. The, the, the daughter, the father of the girl. You remember the girl that was in the Miss America pageant? That was allegedly raped by Mike Tyson? Yeah. Mike Tyson didn't even see the coochie. He couldn't even tell you what the pussy looked like. That's how much he didn't go near it. And, and and Don King, who was Mike Tyson's promoter at the time, promote, he asked the guy, "You, I give you five million and drop the case." No, no, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. Okay, now who is she now? You heard of her lately? No. Heard of her father lately? No. Not that you're going to sell your daughter off, but Mike Tyson did four years in jail. 
The girl that he lets he rate, we never heard from her. She damn sure didn't win the fucking contest. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So all I'm saying is that young people, please, you know what I mean? <laughs> please, give me a break. Get a motherfucking ink pen if you want. I give them a pencil so I can erase their shit. They will have pencils only. I'm 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 done with. It. I'm I'm. <laughs> they would not have pens. Woo! Come on. I'm, I'm done. Diddy laid it down. I'm done. Wait a minute. Why do I have a pencil? I'm gonna need a pen. Mm-mm. I need a pen. You're young. Oh, okay. I see how you're doing. All right. Well, it's that time, Kettle. Okay. Lighten it up. Lighten it up. Lighten it up. All right. It's time for the weird news. Oh, and I'm up first. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. What do yeah, we have in the weird news <laughs> category tonight? I have a U.K. company has launched $30 bottle air. Thanks to the ever-changing COVID-19 travel restrictions, many people around the world have found themselves stranded far away from home. And over in the U.K., a fast-spreading new coronavirus variant has led to several countries around the world imposing bans and restrictions on travel in and out of the U.K. However, a relocation website called My Baggage has dreamed up a special gift for homesick residents that's quite literally a breath of fresh air. The company is currently selling bottles of authentic air from England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland Mm -hmm. to provide U.K. residents that are overseas with a smell of home. Priced at about $33, the 500-milliliter bottle comes with a cork stopper so that the recipient can keep opening it up and taking in the aroma whenever they need a Mm. (laughs) pick-me-up. The smell of, of the old country. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm telling you, $30, $33. It's basically about $33 a bottle. Wait a minute. People really buying this? They're buying them. You told me <laughs> now. Now, when you take the cap off of it, you can sniff it. You can smell what's in the bottle. And put the cap and back on. And put the cap I'm, back I'm in. This is some white people shit. So, so where, so where is the, does any air come out when you open the cork? I cannot answer that because I didn't smell one. But they said you can put the cork back in so that you can open it and smell it again. Tell you some white people. But I tell you, you're right, Cal. And they said aside from those four countries that I that I mentioned, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, and England, Mm. that you can give them special requests for specific things. Like they got a request from somebody who wanted the smell of a certain mountainous region of northern Wales, and they will do that, go capture some air Mm. from that mountain and bottle it up for you. Somebody wanted the smell of some place called the London Underground or a fish and chip place. Mm. You want to get the authentic smell of this fish and chip joint, you can get that. And they said there were people, they started, this. look, this thing launched based on Four years ago, after air farming company Athier began selling 580 milliliter bottles of British air to buyers from polluted Chinese cities like Beijing and Shanghai for $115. Because you know how bad their air is. 
It's, it's, it's a mindset. That is weird. They were selling air to them. That's a mindset. Mm. They said that they give air from every place, like the Rocky Mountains, for Chinese buyers. It starts at fifty two ninety nine. You can get a pack of two eight liter bottles, and then there's another company in Swiss, a Swiss company called Swiss Breeze. They sell air from the mountain regions of the Central European country for a little under twenty dollars for an eight liter bottle. So there are several companies out here doing what they call air farming. Mm. Interesting. I'm like, well, heck, let me go farm some air. In the wrong freaking mm. business. That's what's That's going on. We're in the wrong Oh, business. I need to go farm some air for real. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just you just got to just poof my, my head. My, <laughs> but you know what? You'd be surprised what people gravitate to. It's interesting. True. Oh, yeah. It is truly interesting. Um, this is a Santa Gets Stuck in Power Lines. This is in Rio Linda, California. Uh, Santa found himself a little more tied up than usual <laughs> this year. A Northern California impersonating Santa Claus and flying on a powered parachute was rescued Sunday after he became entangled in power lines. The incident happened shortly after the man took off near a school in Rio Linda to deliver candy canes to children in his community. He was trying to do a good call. He flew into a maze of power lines and wound up suspended in them. Uh, The man who wasn't identified was not injured. Video from the rescue shows the red, white, and blue aircraft dangling overhead as Santa sat fastened to the pilot seat. Um, Neighbors watched from crowds below. Um... Colleen Bosman, who lives nearby, said the pilot flies overhead often. He flies just around so people can see him and flies around people's houses. Um, this was the first time he was in a Santa suit. Okay, he's trying to be he a just flies around? I guess, and nothing else to do. Power <laughs> was shut off during the rescue for about 200 customers in the Rio Linda area, um, according to the um, uh, district fire department. It's unfortunate, but we all need to remember that there's still a lot of good out in the world. There are people doing good things and to look at the brightness of the holiday season. Um, He said it didn't take long to rescue the costume pilot and lowered him to safety. Good grief. Right. Interesting. That was nice. Why is he flying around like just, she said he flies around like on a regular? Some people drive, some people fly. Wanted to fly, you know. They have airplanes. I think after a while, that's all we're gonna have, right, Papa? Airplanes. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna Wait, how was he there. flying? Just by airplane. You know, they had a lot of small airplanes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming it didn't say, but uh, you think he was really in? Uh, no, not flying um, like a that. Or something. No, I thought that he was like, you know, those jet things that people can get on their feet. I thought maybe he was doing something like that. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay, moving on. Okay. What you got for us, Papa Didi? Um, I mean, yeah, it's over to you now. What you got? McDonald's in China. Yeah, yeah okay. I saw that crazy thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> McDonald's in China. McDonald's is there, uh-huh. They make a ton of money when they where they go. Yeah. Okay. You never lie. And I'm sure the Chinese will pull their masks down and eat that crap. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the McDonald's Channel offers a burger featuring spam, 
crushed mm. Oreos. Mm. Yeah. All right, here we go. Just when we thought we couldn't possibly be shocked by yet another bizarre fast food chain restaurant offering McDonald's China has has proven us wrong. Mm. One day only this week, dinners uh, were <laughs> diners. Excuse me, not dinners. Diners were invited to gobble on spam and Oreo burgers. Gobble. The latest food. Uh, mesh up offered by the chain featured uh, two extra thick slices of Spam, which is the cheapest mm. damn meat you can mm. buy. That's Canned crazy. Spam, by the way. Mm. Which is yeah. cooked pork made by Hormel Foods, you know, that distinguished blue color can. Mm-hmm. Hormel Foods. This Now, this is we topped with uh, crushed Oreo crumbles. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, uh, and, and it's put all inside of a classic uh, McDonald's uh, burger. And they have burger sauce also. Mm, okay. Mayonnaise, some kind of saucy mayonnaise, like tartar. Famous McDonald's burger sauce, didn't say oh what it was. Gosh. The announcement of McDonald's Chinese website described the taste of the Oreo and Spam mm-hmm. burger as tender and juicy. Mm-hmm. Guess what you're waiting for, okay? That's gross. Full of meatiness. <laughs> and with a hint of sweet aftertaste. Are you right. Is that what the article says, or you just add no, shit? No, no, that's what it says. It says full that's of meatless, disgusting. full of meatness, and with a hint of sweet aftertaste that amounts to an unimaginable double surprise. How do people concoct this crap? Why would Bam you do that? And Oreo cookies and then mayonnaise on top. Why? I need a drink after that. They say luncheon yeah. meat. Luncheon meat is a uh, the big item? a trending food amongst young people nowadays. Really? Abby X is a, he's the communications manager for McDonald's told CNN Travel that uh, it has a very strong, meaty and satisfying texture. Okay, <laughs> the flavorful and crispy <laughs> Oreo, on the other hand, is a snack youngsters are familiar with. By creating the combination of two foods, it doesn't only showcase oh, the collision of taste and texture, but it's also a quite tropical uh-huh. delight. Okay. It's a collision, all right. Ooh. The limited edition burger offered on December 21st was one of McDonald's chi- Chinese uh, members' members only promotion. A series of discounts and special officers, I mean, special offices, offers, excuse me, uh, available every Monday. And it's sold for two dollars with a voucher. Oh All my right. gosh! It's probably more without the voucher, huh? Yeah, but they're saying that we had a total of four hundred thousand Oreo luncheon meat burgers available at approximately uh, thirty seven hundred uh, branches across China. Each branch had limited supply, mm-hmm. said the guy X, mm-hmm. and burgers were sold out by noon of the same day. This all the branches. The same burger you're talking about? Yeah, it was sold out. They sold out by noon. So loud. Now you know what what I don't understand. What gets me on the Chinese tip uh-huh. is that these people are usually small based on their uh, what do you call that? Their demographic. What metabolism? Met- metabolism, exactly. Uh-huh. And and you know now to eat that crap. Where where did that come from? Well, it's one day a week, so. Yeah, but that this, doesn't this mean nothing. This was a one-day offering. But, but you notice the market they always, they're going into. They're going into China. They're going to yeah. bring that, excuse my language, shit over here. Because we don't want it. I don't think it would sell over I here. I don't think it would sell over here. That's what I'm saying. spam yeah. is not even. They, they start a lot of shit over there in spam's China. Spam's not popular. It really is But isn't. you know what? I have noticed a lot of spam TV commercials. 
They've been advertising mm-hmm. spam hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All this stuff about spam, mm-hmm. trying to act like it's a day of the week or something. I forgot what that commercial is, but anyway, they don't advertise with us, so I'm not advertising for them, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, China can have at it. I'm going to yeah. pass on that. But I know they do introduce a lot of things over there first. Um, they they have the McRib over here, but, you know, that's that's like a seasonal item. But I'm like, okay. Ribs, barbecue, why are you introducing that shit during the fall, the winter? Yeah, that seems like it'd be a summer. summer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of crazy. But every now and again, they'll they'll bring it back. Oh, it's back. (laughs) I guess they think absence makes the heart grow fonder. So when they bring it back, they expect everybody to go run and get it. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. Uh Well... Let's see, where are we now? Oh, it's time for, I'm just saying. Okay. You won. Well, oh, okay. Papa Didi's not going to do my Rick intro? Oh, well, I thought uh, I was expecting the, you know, but we are doing that. So, uh, <laughs> coming up next is uh, Red Wine with, uh, I'm just saying. Thank you, Papa Didi. All right. Tonight, I'm just saying, don't be petty. Now, President-elect Joe Biden's transition team has been pushing back against, of all people, Twitter. Because Twitter has made a petty decision, or has started out this way, not to allow the millions of followers of the White House Twitter accounts to be automatically retained when the accounts are handed over to the new administration. And I'm just trying to understand why Twitter is being so petty. Now, when 45 took office in 2017, his administration inherited the millions of followers of each of the White House Twitter accounts that were left over, basically, from President Obama's administration. So all the people who were following at White House or at POTUS on Twitter, when Obama left and 45 came in, Twitter just let them roll. They didn't do anything about removing names or closing down or doing any of that stuff. But for some odd reason, they decided for Biden's administration, yeah, we're going to reset that account all the way back to zero. Why? I mean, I'm not like that heavy into Twitter, but this just seemed really petty to me. So, like I said, now four years later, after all of that, when President Obama's account was, you know, vacated and they left all the people there, So people who were following that account, unless you unfollowed, it was just, you know, everybody remained. But for some odd reason, now, (laughs) Trump, of course, you know, he has his own, uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but he has his own Twitter account that's not the official White House account. So, of course, he can keep his stank account. Does anybody want that? He can keep that. And take all of the lies and the other bull that he has in there with his 88 and a half million people go. Mm-hmm. But Biden's transition official, this guy named Rob Flaherty, he tweeted on Tuesday about this whole situation. And he went on to say that it was President Obama who requested that Trump keep the existing followers when he was leaving office because it just made sense. And it would make sense to do the same thing now for the Biden administration. But for some odd reason, Twitter informed the Biden administration that they're going to have to start all the way over at zero because they were going to archive 
this the existing account. So this guy, Nick Pachilio, who is the Twitter spokesperson, who also is going to be on the Kiss It list tonight for being a jerk-off, is the one who informed the Biden administration about this whole situation. So this guy, Nick, said that instead, Twitter is going to notify the followers of the existing POTUS and White House accounts to provide context that the content will be archived and allow them to choose to follow the Biden administration's new accounts. Now, they didn't do that when Trump came in. Why are you coming up with something new now? It just seems really petty to me. And, like, do y'all have an agenda? I thought y'all were supposed to be neutral. You're social media. Why you seem like you're taking sides? It just seems odd that they didn't do that before, so why are you doing it now? So I'm just saying, why why be petty, Twitter? Don't you think it's enough that Biden has to inherit the mess that Trump is leaving behind? Are you guys just piling on? Is that the plan? It just seems like you're being small, petty, and pathetic. So This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, Twitter, you can do better, and you can be better. You remember that campaign Melania Trump tried to do, be better? Mm-hmm. Twitter, you need to be better, <laughs> but you don't need to be so petty. So that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. These are people there. They want to unfollow, they'll unfollow. Why are you trying to make it difficult? You know how hard it is to build up 33 million followers? Yeah, that's a lot. That was what um, Biden had? That's what the current account has. That POTUS account, POTUS stands for President of the United States. Right. And then at White House, it's just the White House account, the official White House account. Right. Why would you now say we're going to archive it, shut it down, and you start at zero? Mm. Why? But they do. They're being jerk-off. Guess, guess what? It's going to be more than 32 million. How about that? Yeah, but, I mean, you just make it more of an effort, you mm-hmm. know. Now he's going to have to have somebody specifically to handle social media. Right. You know, just to try to make sure that whatever goes across social media, right? You know, you can get the word out when you need to. That's a real place. Always some. Yeah, I'm just saying you just adding to the effort levels. Up, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna kick it back over to Papa Didi for living for the city. Uh, what you got for us tonight, Papa? Uh, Didi? what I have here. Uh, you know, old folks used to use the term "laugh and they joke and don't play." You know. Playing is a real big thing, you know. It seems like uh, people of a certain age these days, that's all they're doing is playing. Hmm. You know, and I think that's one of the the, uh, the tell-all separations between the two generations. You know, and that you know one gen- one generation thinks they can play all the time. When when it has to, it just has to stop at the while. You know, you can't keep rolling as the you know, I remember Martin Luther King used two terms back in the day. He said, uh, either you're sincerely ignorant or you have conscientious stupidity. You know, which means you're just a dumbass or you actually, you're playing <laughs> dumb because you're conscious of it and you want the person to continue to feed you information while you play dumb like you need it. Well, you really don't. That's conscientious stupidity. But then you got sincere ignorance of people who are just damn ignorant from the door based on, you know, being, I just think, you know, as I said earlier, life is what you learn and the things you experience because it builds your aura. 
It allows you to talk to other people. It allows you to, to conversate in other in other situations. You know, in the barber shop, you know, you be the lead person, beauty salon. You can you can speak. I, I find a lot of young people now that aren't talking because, you know, not because they have bad teeth don't want to open their mouth, like most people do. You know, people that got bad teeth, they're constantly so 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 they they constantly hiding their mouth because their teeth is fucked up. You know, but you know, a lot of young people never learn as strong as they want to be and as dominant they want to be. A lot of them don't have no social skills, as you know. Mm-hmm. You know the social skills are are out of the way. So, but the whole thing I'm saying in a nutshell is that uh, we really got to learn to be open with our stuff. But you can't be open because knowledge is power. You know, and I've learned that in my life, and I think I'm, I'm holding on to that premise, and I want to pass that premise on to everybody. I just want to touch everybody with that because. Knowledge is something that we all we all need to contain. And once you have the knowledge of that product now, you know, whatever you have, if you're writing a book, if you know about the different, uh, what do you call them, uh, if you're doing a children's book, if you know illustrators or, you know, people, if you know different, uh, who's going to promote it? Even if you do movies, who's your distributors? You know, who's going to promote it? You know, once you know all these things, and these are things you do when you learn, you know, and, and, and finally, I want to say that the biggest problem I have with teaching young people is that young people don't realize that when you're in the process of learning, when you're put in an environment, when you come to a job, no matter where you may work, in Macy's or somewhere administratively or electronically, it doesn't matter. But when somebody have you listed as the trainee, that is your best opportunity to sit up there and just absorb stuff from, from everybody because you have no responsibility. In the workforce, either you're working or you're training, you know, especially in retail. They bring young people in there to learn stuff, and if they're training, they're just training. You can't rely on them because they don't run nothing. But but it seems young people always want to, they want to, like, put their name out there so they'll do something stupid, you know, while they're training. He's like, why the hell do you do that? Well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a smart guy. Well, nobody gives a shit about your smartness. You're training. Just shut the hell up and do what I tell you to do. And they just cannot be patient to do that. I find that. I find that a lot. They just cannot take the time. And nobody expects anything from you, although you may have been hired on your experience because you worked at another Macy's in another part, of, you know, maybe in, I don't know, Arizona somewhere. But um, when you get to the place you got to be, you have to learn how they do things. No matter what experience you have, when you walk into your environment, you got to figure out how it's being done there. And some people do not have the opportunity to be patient and wait and see where they could fit in with that. They want to change things. They want to complain. Oh, you guys using too much paper. Why you use too much paper? Bah, 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 bah. Y'all killing trees. You're killing trees. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You've been here a month and you tell me about how many trees I'm killing? <laughs> you don't even know how to hang the shirts on the damn rack. And if you're working somewhere like the Gap, you know, you're not even folding stuff right. You only not turn to change the spool on the, you know, the fax that comes out when you get your receipt. They only not open, but they but they'll tell you, oh, you're not, you know, shut up. You're training. Shut up. Nobody needs to know you even have a voice. You're training. You're learning. But people want to, they want to set themselves up. They want to, and and I said all that to get back to what y'all were saying about young people. 
keep young people away from your shit. I'm done.
will begin donating 5000 to 100 individuals and families facing evictions or having trouble paying rent because of the coronavirus. The second round of donations will start out in going out in February. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's good. That's good to know. She's always doing something good. I'm glad she's doing something positive. Yeah. I've been her earning a while. It goes on to say, early in the pandemic, Be Good created a small business impact fund, which reports it has uh, sent $10,000 in grants over 250 small businesses in partnership with the um, NAACP. Be hmm. Good says its programs have financially supported roughly 600 small businesses since wow. the beginning outreach yep, out this year. Small Business Impact Fund will announce another wave of grant recipients later this month. Okay. Wow. I didn't know she was doing all that. Oh, Go ahead, Miss B, Queen mm-hmm. B. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, probably had to go on her, you know, site and check it out and see um, how do you, um, you know, okay. sign up for it. Sounds good. Also, another news. He did it. Gives his mom one million dollars and a Bentley to celebrate her 80th birthday. Go ahead, Mama Diddy. Diddy celebrated his mom's 80th birthday with a lavish party on Monday. Oh boy! Um, and gifted her with both um, a neck. A, I'm sorry, check for whopping one million dollars and a Bentley for her big day. Wow! Mm-hmm. I hope they had on masks at that party. Later on, let's see, later on in the evening, Diddy brought the entire party outside to see his mom's new Bentley drive up, complete with a giant red bow. Excuse mm. me. Mm-hmm. All right, Mama Diddy. Hey, Mama Combs. He, he goes on to say in a post, of course, on Instagram, I only exist because of this beautiful, hardworking, loving, hilarious, ass-whooping, always telling me the truth, Genuine, smart, fly, absolutely amazing black goddess. Okay. Happy 80th birthday to the best mother in the world. That's nice. Mm-hmm. All right, you got the money? Shoot, why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Slayers, you know, on your mama. Um, That's a milestone birthday. Yes. The long-anticipated coming to America trailer. Woo! Eddie Murphy. going to have all our good grades. Eddie Murphy is back. In uh, Royal Homeland, Zimbabwe, or Zumunda. What is it? Zamunda. Zamunda. <laughs> she did Zimbabwe. <laughs> Zamunda. Uh, the first official trailer has come out. Everybody has seen it. Along the ride with Simi, played by Arsenio Hall. They're really pumping that up. Hey. The people must find the son a king never knew about. Uh... Also, LaBelle is played by um, Jermaine Fowler, who lives back in Queens. Here we go, back in Queens, and groomed him to become a prince. James Earl Jones, who returns as a king's father, says in the trailer, you must heed my words before I'm gone, my son. Uh, now you will be king. You will become king. Oh. Along with Eddie Murphy, uh, Arsenio Hall, uh, also Leslie Jones. Jermaine Leslie Jones Fowler, up in there? Yep, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lane, uh, Sherry Headley, uh, she's back. Wesley Snipes, I can't wait to see Wesley Wesley? Snipes. James Earl Jones. Um, all right, so it should be really nice. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to that one because I loved that movie. Oh, Kenya Barris and Barry Blossom and David uh, Sheffield pinned the screen uh, um, writing uh, credits on that one. Okay. She's got a hand in everything, don't she? Yes, he does. Kenya Barris is a bad brother. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey, that's my girl, sells most of own stake to Discovery for $36 million. Mm. Surprise. Humphrey's company, Oprah Harpo, filed uh, to sell half of the 1.34 million shares received in the transition, according to a filing on Tuesday. Hmm. Oprah sold most of her stake in the own cable channel to its majority owner, Discovery. $36 million in stock. Humphrey's company, Harpo, filed to sell half of it. Okay. The deal boosts Discovery stock and own to 95%. Wow. Okay. Wow. The channel will co- uh, was co-founded by Discovery and the longtime talk show host in 2011 as a female-focused network trading off of one piece of popularity. Okay. Winfrey had an agreement with Discovery where she could require the company to purchase part of her interest Beginning in 2016, so in 2017, uh, Discovery purchased a 25% stake from Ofri for $70 million. I think I remember that. Uh, the latest deal suggests the value of the business has declined as the smaller cable networks struggle to, comp- co- to compete in the stream- streaming world. Yeah, the streaming world is very big now. Yeah, everybody's got a streaming network. Everybody's talking, so... Like I said, this 2020 has opened up a market for a lot of different things. I mean, different new things. So, pluses and minuses. Um, talking about selling, Hollywood studio MGM puts itself up for a sale of a whopping $5 billion, billion with a B. MGM? Um, yep. This um, franchise has the James Bond um, it's underneath that umbrella. Um, the Rocky franchise. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's been sold several times, it says. But, um, founded back in 1924. Five billion? Yep. MGM stands for, do you guys know what MGM stands for? Um, it's Metro Golden Mayor, right? Damn, you got it. Which is before the huge success over the years with films like The Wizard of Oz, Ben Hur, remember Ben Hur? Yeah. Singing in the Rain. Um, Papa Didi's doing the lion. Okay. There's been several people that have bought it, like billionaire Kirk Kikorian and CNN's founder Ted Turner. So it has changed. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know it either. It's changed hands. But, um, you know, it's up up, up for auction. Want to buy a pop? Hmm. Five billion. That's all. Five billion's a little bit steep. Just a little bit. Go ahead and write that check. Last but not least, Netflix removes Chappelle's show at Dave Chappelle's request. Meaning Dave Chappelle had a strange request for his fans. He says, don't stream his show. I'm oh. begging you, if you ever like me, he said in the video stand-up routine, boycott Chappelle's show. Do not watch it unless they pay me. Okay. Oh. Chappelle was calling out the network Comedy Central, which first aired Chappelle's show and 2003 to 2006. He said in the video um, company licensed the show to Netflix and HBO Max to 
without paying him or informing him about the deal. Ah. Chappelle said Comedy Central was able to do so because as a young man, he had um, been snarred in um, an unfair contract, which all allows the network to continue profiting from his show and prevent Chappelle from using his name. That's foul. Very foul. You gotta read that fine print. Papa Didi says it all the time. You gotta read that. So fine he print. must not have had an attorney at that time right. who checked that all out, or the attorney was crap. Yep. He walked out on the show in 2005 before finishing the third season, before going what could have been fifty million dollar deal. That's he left. Mm-hmm. He had served as the uh, series creator, executive producer, and star. Comedy Central airs the three episodes. For that season already recorded. That's why he left. Yep. So they were doing all of these reruns and he's not getting paid for that? Okay. Well, now that we know, y'all don't don't watch it. Mm. No. Don't give him your eyeballs. Yeah. But, you know, there's a fine line there somewhere. And they're able to do what they do, but then you still have to, you know, got lawyers. He, he has well, big money, so he has lawyers. You know, he'll get paid eventually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but in the meantime, he said, "Don't, don't patronize that." That's my holiday. Okay, well, that was a good one. They're all informed and up to date. We got some holiday parties to get to. So, Papa Didi, what is the kiss it list? It's a real popular list that's going on right now because everybody's showing their butt, honey. Yeah, they are. So the first thing we got to put on there is that uh, that police officer that killed that gentleman in uh, Ohio. Yeah, that trigger happy cop. They didn't put his name. Yeah, they didn't put his name. Yeah, they didn't. Right, you know, we could find that out, you know. Yeah, but we know who we talking about. Well, but put Tom Quinlar, who was the chief of police. Okay, got it. And we got Officer Matessa, Matessa, Who's the one that had the 71-year-old naked black man at gunpoint outside? Where does happen? Where was that one? That was in South Carolina, I believe. Mm-mm. Was it South Carolina? Well, we'll find out what city. Okay. I didn't write down the city. But while she checks, I'm adding McDonald's in China for that spam and Oreo burger. Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, Columbia, South Carolina is where that naked black man that was outside at gunpoint happened. Uh, McDonald's in China for that spam and Oreo burger. They're going to kill somebody. Y'all need to stop that bull. They're going to kill somebody. That's crap on top of crap. Sure is. The the police officer's name is Coy, C-O-Y. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. Officer Coy. In Ohio? Yep, that's him. Coy. C-O-Y. Okay. And also, I'm adding Twitter for being petty about that uh, POTUS and White House account. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay. Uh, And Trump is still trying to find ways to stay in the White House. Trying to pardon (laughs) people. Lindsey Graham for still kissing Trump's behind. (laughs) He is. Ridiculous. His homeboy, he's gone. The other bar, he's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Lindsey's lips ought to be good and chapped by now. I mean, you would think. But anyway, we have something special for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. And here it is. Kiss my entire ass. 
Welcome back to the John Party. One of those Papa Dita, me with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. <laughs> it's time for the last word. The last word. The last one of the year. Oh. What's your last word of the year, Papa Dita? Mm. Mm. Man, mm. I tell you what. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough year. It really has. You know, I mean, on a lot of fronts for a lot of people. You know, we talk about the uh, just different things with COVID and everything and just the change of life, but, you know, a lot of people have lost their lives. And, it, you know, it, it, the sad part about it is that when COVID was around, it's almost said if your loved one was lost, the preoccupation of COVID took over the environment. You weren't even able to bask in the environment like you could have or like that person deserved to have done. And I speak on that for my own mother. And, you know, the funeral should have been bigger, should have been better, should have been more lucrative, it should have been singers and dancers and entertainers and everything to honor her, everything she was worth and everything she stood for. But I won't be selfish because everybody lost somebody. But, um, it was a rough year. And, uh, so God bless my mom. Passed away April 26. Well, this is Red Wine, and my last word is, last word for this year is, let's try to focus on looking forward. Because as Papa Didi said, 2020 was a butt kicker. A lot of things happened, some positive, but a lot of a lot of hard things. So let's try to focus on the good things that we're going to accomplish in 2021. Main one being goodbye to Trump. So at least we have that to look forward to. So happy holidays to everybody. Thanks for hanging with us this year on the Pajama Party Show. We appreciate you. And uh, I'll give it over to you, Kevin. What's your last word? My last word is 2020. We've had some pluses and minuses. Um, some new businesses have been created because of what we're going through. And um, we have learned how resilient that we are. So my last word for 2020 is going to be love, peace, and happiness. Whatever makes you happy, that's what you got to do in, in the next year, 2021. So, uh, the pajama party, we will see you in 2021. All right. Yes, sir. It's been quite a ride. 
Yep. We're going to say good night and again, happy holidays. Whatever holidays you honor and celebrate, enjoy, make the most of it, and be safe. Let's say good night and we're out. See you on the other side in 2021. Say good night, Papa Didi. Say good night, Kevin. Good night. And bonsoir. Until next year, we're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Put some of us today. Growing that day. Growing up that day. Put some of us today. Party cool. Keep it real for you.